seconds to go. Jaron dribbles into the front court, drives to the bucket, his shot, no good, put back up and in by Trayvon Scott. Cincinnati by one, Rose from half court, his shot is no good. The snap, the put down, the swing of the leg, it is on its way, it is good! Cincinnati wins the American Championship! Here comes Bosa, here comes the quarterback Pearl, looking for a block and he got it up on the front by Hopkins into the end zone, touchdown! What a skipper! Called his own number and streaks for 23 for a touchdown for Cincinnati! Welcome back. It is another episode of Pardon the Punctuation. I am Aaron Smith. We have Ed Mayhall with you. Jeff Howell here as well, even though his basement is in shambles. So, gentlemen, how are we doing tonight? Doing well. I'm doing great. Right in, uh, my basement should be uh, in shambles for the next five to seven weeks. Well worth um, it in the end, though, right? It should be. We'll okay. find out. Can't wait to see the before and after pictures. <laughs> right. E empty concrete basement to hopefully a place where I can go down and uh, watch games on a really big TV and whatever else my wife like designs down there, then she can hang out. But I just need the TV and like maybe a stool. Nice. Ed? Ed? <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm doing great, guys. I got you know I got the audio's working great. I got intros, and I don't hear my you know my thing in the background, and you know Clay's already picking on me. So this is it, we're start good show. We're on we're we're on par for the course, really. On brand. Yep. On brand. Yeah. For I the mean, brand. It's only a matter of time before Ed spells something wrong. So. <laughs> Plus, I just tweeted our favorite person. All right, so excellent. Let's. Uh, I, I know that you're going to be watching the Reds game, so feel free to fill me in because I'm going to be looking at other things throughout this podcast that, that are not the Reds game. So at the at the time it is 9:27 p.m. Currently the score still stands at 3-1. Yes. 5-1. 5-1 because that home run I forgot. Yep. Yikes! Home runs a plenty already in this game against the angels should we start it off i mean hunter green gave up a three-run bomb should we just cut ways with him i think we should cut him cut you that, that's a horrible take i mean one, one of many uh, so <laughs> we're gonna talk some bearcats basketball because uh since we last recorded we we didn't actually get to talk about uh that horrific showing in Houston. Uh, so we're really not going to talk about it because there's no real reason to talk about it. Um, we also didn't get to talk about... Uh, I think that's the only game that we missed, right? I believe so, yes, sir. That's the only recorded, game we skipped. As we recorded with Clay. So in that time, uh, we, we've played... Since we recorded with Clay last week, we have played and won a game against Tulsa. We have played and won a game against Tulane, and we lost what I thought was much closer than I anticipated against Memphis. But let's get back to Tulsa. Tulsa felt to me like a game that we 
I, I had not been scared in the games, you know, against like the close game against Temple, the close game against UCF, the close game against Tulane uh, back at the beginning of the month. I thought we were going to give this one away. And Jeremiah Davenport had the lay-in in the last like final seconds of the game. Uh, what did you guys think in that game as we, we pull out another close game, which, I mean, all of our games for the most part this season, the wins anyway, have been very, very close. I mean, you got to look at, you got to look at what we had going into that game where uh, Harvey opted out in between, in between Houston and, and that, correct? It wasn't before he, it wasn't before Houston. I mean, going in, going in, we had like, we had one, two, three, we had nine guys going into that game. Uh, scholarship players, yes. Yeah. So you got that. I mean, another another guy that's Harvey you know. didn't play against Houston either. Okay. So uh, I mean, maybe that's you know part of the reason that that he opted out. I, I don't. I didn't read uh, much much into into it. I mean, this is just one of those years where like you got to kind of look at things for face value. What they are is like. He's not playing a whole whole lot. Uh, probably, you know, dealing with the same kind of things that you know you've got. David DeJulius is opting out, mentioning some mental health things. Uh, if that if that's the, you know that's the case, you got to take it for what they're saying, um, and, and you got to let them. You got to let them step off to the side, and if they got to get their mind right, if that if that means that they got to transfer somewhere else. If they got to take a year off basketball, who knows what it is? Uh, but men- mental health things are stuff that you don't really mess around with. Um, well, at this at this point, I don't think we've seen anybody actually enter the transfer portal. Um, correct. Correct. So I don't think anybody has, un- unless something got reported since we started recording. Um, so you still have Harvey as a member of this team. It doesn't sound like he's going to be coming back, from all indications. Weirder things have happened, to be completely honest. Um, and then you've, you know, you saw DDJ, and all indications at this point are that he plans on coming back. I know uh, Justin Williams of the Athletic wrote an article uh, that's out there right now that can be read. Um, I haven't had a chance to check out that article yet, um, but I think he posted that today. So uh, there's some stuff out there about the the DDJ opt out. And I think DDJ's opt out. You could tell before Justin's article even came out that it was a lot different than. Harvey's. I mean, before the uh, before the Memphis game, no, before the whatever before, before the t- Tulane game. Yeah, the Tulane game. He had put on Instagram, which I think is his only social media he has. You know, he had shared the men's basketball, um, you know, the flyer, whatever they put out, saying "Go get them, boys." And then after the game, he he, you know, shared something else like you know, way to go to team. It was different wording, but. You could tell that he was still like invested in the team. Where it's Harvey, you haven't heard from him, and I don't think he's coming back. So, yeah, there hasn't been like a uh, thank you Cincinnati post or anything from that. Harvey. Um, and you know, kind of going back to our interview with Ethan Tucky, as he was talking about just how weird this whole season with COVID and everything has been. You know, they they pretty much, from what it sounded like, they they all these players are pretty much going to practice going to games and going home 
like to where they're even having meals delivered at home. So it's not like, you know, even if you wanted, like as you and I could, if I wanted to go have a beer with you somewhere, socially distanced, wearing our masks, like we can do that. These guys can't do that. They're not able to go out and go to restaurants or go to, you know, just to go kick it with the boys. Like yeah, uh, Ethan talked about, he didn't even hardly see his girlfriend. Yeah, which if you follow any of these guys on Snapchat or any social media platform, I mean, that's that's what they did, you know, all the time. That's all they shared was them out, hanging out, you know, walking the streets of Clifton, going to bars, going to restaurants, you know. I mean, they're not getting that cohesionness. You mean prior to COVID? Prior what to they, COVID, correct. When they yep. did that? Yep. Yeah. Right. I mean, you got to think think back to, you know, when you were in, in college or that time in your life, like, a lot of it was going out, hanging out with with your friends, going to the bars, going to parties, you know, the the social aspect of it. I mean, even just hanging out. Mine outside, was not, you know. mine was not suitable for work. No, so I doubt it. It was uh, everything that I did in college was pretty outrageous. And then you bring up Ethan Tucky, and you know he just put out a tweet. Was it last week? Maybe. Maybe it was over the weekend um, about his mental health through COVID, and he's yeah. starting some sort of, you know, outreach program or whatever it might be, you know, to help other players. So it's everybody's saying it was Brandon, and I don't know. I I am still a little weary that he hasn't. We don't have any signs, you know. We don't have any commitments yet, but it's just a weird season. It's just it's, it is. It's crazy. And I, I know with football, they talked about how normally you have roughly about a thousand people in the transfer portal, and with the f- not having to sit out a year now and all of that, uh, there, I think they estimated that there's going to be roughly about fifteen hundred players in the transfer portal this year, which is crazy. It's absolutely bananas to to go up, you know, one hundred and fifty percent. I mean, it's like free agency, kinda. I mean, basically. You know, not having to sit out, it just it changes the dynamic on on all of that. How many like could could players come together like uh, like LeBron did back with the Heat? Like could players just come together and go, let's start a super team over here at like Wright State or something and take the world by storm? I mean, it's it's all in their hands right now. Yeah, and you know you go back to Ethan and you talk about you know him wanting to talk about the mental health aspect and him wanting to reach out. And I think that goes back to everything that he was talking about, you know, in his interest in psychology and, you know, how he wanted to be a psychologist once the football story is done and over with. Um, and that's the next real chapter of his life once football's over. So it's, it's cool to see him at kind of doing some of those things and, you know, just kind of getting back to the basketball program. You know, who knows what these guys have been through. Keep in mind that they're all, you know, freshmen and sophomores outside of, you know, Chris Vogt and and uh, Keith Williams and, you know, Mamadou, I guess, um, since he was part of the surprise senior day. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, other than that, these guys are all either new or transferred in here. So there hasn't been, like, just a real concreteness to everything that they've gone through this, this year in general. And I actually think, you know, we kind of talked about it um, a, a couple weeks ago. Is it a possibility of Williams and um, Vote coming back? You know, for that eligible season, 
Williams sounds like he's done. Like everything he's tweeting, like, hey, I'm, you know, thanks a lot, Cincinnati. Thanks. Right. Even though uh, Nick Van Exel retweeted him and said, you're not done yet, which is. Yeah, because they, well, because they got couple, another home game. A couple games after that, but. They rescheduled that Vanderbilt game, so. Yeah, they got um, Vanderbilt and then the, uh, then it, ECU's not at home, so. And then tournament play. Although the, the question is, will, will that, will that tournament get moved? Well, that's with a real the, question too. With the stuff that happened. I mean, I guess they could still like put the same protocols in, the, in place, which I kind of hope that they, they would. Uh, but so I but saw, it doesn't mean, that, it doesn't mean that you're not exposing yourself a little bit more as you get off the plane at the airport exactly. or get food anywhere, even ride. if you're ordering it. Uh, there's just some, some other factors there, but which I think the arena said that they were going to do 25% capacity, which gave it to like, I don't know, like 3,500 people, something like that. Um, but they never mentioned anything about masks or anything like that. So, I mean, I mean, I don't know if you guys saw my tweet. I did tweet to the American athletic conference that they should probably have the game here in Cincinnati since we follow the COVID protocols. And we do have a really nice parking lot that Memphis could practice in, you know? I mean, we should make sure they have the finest uh, of accommodations. You know what I mean? That's a solid tweet, Ed. Thank you. <laughs> Nobody said anything about it. It's the football team that practices in parking lots. I know, but still, it's like, throw it out there anyways. It was a reach. It was. I appreciate it. I appreciate the effort. It's effort. It's content. <laughs> content is king. That's right. That's what Gary V says. <laughs> it's true. Hey, Gary V's a smart guy. <laughs> Smartest guy I know. So, so we pull out the win against Tulsa, and then was what I think we can all chalk up as the most exciting game of the year for yeah. Cincinnati fans. And uh, a blowout that, while it is Tulane, I don't think anybody saw coming because, I mean, even well, Tulane at home, we played Tulane at Tulane, and we only pulled that win out by three when we still had everybody. So here we are with a 91-71 win. What did you guys think about the coming out party by okay. all let, the young kids? Uh, I was going to say, just let, let... So if anybody has been critical of the Bearcats this year, Aren't I have you? been very critical. I know that we've all had our moments, but I, I've literally... I mean, I, I tweeted out that I didn't see anything that led me to believe that there was light at the end of the tunnel anywhere under the John Brandon system with what he's doing. Anything. I, I hadn't seen anything all year that made me think, ah, things are going to get better and it's going to get better sooner than later. Until... The Tulane game and I realize it's Tulane and I know I when we were talking about it when the game was going on I said it's nice it's Tulane right but that core group of of young guys that they put on the floor that were running and gunning and just playing fast and making baskets and playing defense it they gelled well together it appeared to be what John Brandon talked about when he first came here 
um, the kind of offense and the way that they oh, were yeah. going to play. Um, it, it looked like the first time that that system w- was really able to get put in, and I realize it's because it's guys that he recruited to put into his own system and not trying to fit other players back backwards. In Square the pegs, round holes. Yeah. Right, exactly. Try, and, and I maybe I've been kind of unfair with the fact that like implementing a, a new system and having COVID and less practices and less ability to put it together um, the way you would normally be able to do it. Um, that's probably a little unfair. Uh, I still don't mind being that critical. Um, it's just kind of almost the territory of, you know, being a Cincinnati fan of sports. That's fair. Um, but, you know, you, you look at it and people are like, oh, they never make it past this part of you know, the, the tournament. But when you look at it, you kind of always expect to get to the tournament every year. You expect to, to We've been to spoiled. Beat, you know, you, yeah. you expect to beat to beat the majority of the people that the majority of the teams that you play. I I do throw out the early McCronin years, the first two, because I mean they that was a real bad situation. I mean he he was in the in the he had the bottom of the barrel going in. He had football players on, on the on the court. Uh, I did see Evan Prater <laughs> as, if, <laughs> as if they needed a guy. Um, he was pretty good in high school, so uh, he he could probably still get out there and play. Um, Why not? They were all they were also in the Big East then. I mean, like they were. Th- to me, it, it's apples and oranges trying to compare that stuff. I know Ed's real big on comparing it and, and defending his guy, um, but <laughs> to me, to me, it's not it's not the same. Well, and I um, so- but and here's the other thing we probably wouldn't necessarily be going through these types of growing pains if COVID wasn't a thing and Brandon had been able to have more time and the players have been able to have more time on the court with each other and not worrying about all of the other extraneous things that they have to do to stay within the protocols. And I mean, if you don't have COVID <clears throat> though, you might very well have a Gabe Matson. You might very well have. Oh, that's true. Absolutely, a, a Zach Harvey, a DDJ, and you'd be going into these games against a Houston and a Memphis with three guys who were much higher recruited than the guys that we have on the team. So, well, would we be seeing the the Brandon style of basketball in that situation? Because I think, you know, with having all those guys out and having to play with John's guys, I think we finally got to see his style of basketball, like the style that he wants. And I mean, I rewatched the second half because I watched the first half and then I had to leave for the second half. But so I rewatched it and I listened to it on the radio, but um, there's one point when Tari Eason got fouled or something, put back foul or something like that. And it was a TV timeout and he went up to John Brennan and he's like pointing at John Brennan talking and him and John Brennan like chest bumped each other. Like it was like, they're Neither excited. were smiling either. Like they weren't happy, but you could tell that was like an intensity. Like they were excited it, sure, for each yes. other. Yeah, yeah. At first, I it, was, was kind of like, like, I was like, "Ooh, here we go. Let's not do that." But it was almost like the emotions were finally like just running over, and like 
it was all coming together Finally. because I mean you saw you saw Jeremiah Davenport have himself a day ten for sixteen, four of seven from three, five rebounds, five assists, twenty seven points. You saw Mike Saunders. Finally, he's starting to look confident with the ball in his hands. He's looking confident shooting the ball. Let me tell you. Uh, fast. We'll, get, we'll get to the game against Memphis. We'll get to the game against Memphis. Mike's, Mike Saunders might be one of the fastest people alive. And I know he likes to go by Ice Mike per his tweet. Yes. But I, I, I would rather just call him the Flash. But he had a good day. He was 3 of 7 from the field, 1 for 3 from the, from the arc. He had 3 rebounds, 2 assists. Seven points. Uh, Micah Adams Woods, he had 16, you know, four of eight from the field, two of three from three, three rebounds, seven assists. Like the, the guys all did big things. Tari Eason finally played some real minutes, 28 minutes, eight for eight from the field. He had that one bank shot that he just threw up a prayer, went in, throws up his hands. Like, I don't know how the hell that went in, but the rim is three miles wide right now. Um, oh, they were talking you know, about that on the radio. Eight. Uh, Dan Horde said that the, the clock, the, the shot clock was, he went to go yeah, pass it, it was, to the out, saw it was at one, it's like, it threw it up there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was one for one from the arc, uh, 13 rebounds, two assists, 20 points, and he finally stayed out of foul trouble with only two personal fouls. That was a big deal for Tari. Um, outside of that, you know, Mason had 25 minutes logged that game. That was, I think, Probably a season high for him as well. Four of 11 from the field, two of nine from three, six boards, three assists, 11 points. So, you know, these guys are all finally contributing in big ways in a big blowout. You know, you mentioned that second half, and in that second half, when we really pulled away and had that 20, built that 20 point lead, because that, that wasn't a lead that we had, like, had built across the entirety of the game. No, that not at all. just kind of we exploded in the second half, and that was with all freshmen and sophomores on the floor. And Madsen has the smoothest catch and shoot of anybody I've seen in a UC uniform in a long time. I'm telling you right now. Better than field? I'm telling you right now, it is the smoothest catch and shoot I have seen from anybody in a UC uniform in a long time. Better than field Williams? Yes. Wow. His Strong. movement off the ball. I mean, he he's finally starting to, to actually play some extended time here. Yeah. Right. And his movement off the ball is incredible. And then he, as soon um, he doesn't even need, he needs enough of a, a gap to shoot the ball. I mean, just maybe, maybe yay wide. And he's getting it and it and it's going right up. There's no hesitation. There's none of this like uh, and you know, then he's gotta dish it off. He doesn't he doesn't look like one of the second graders uh, in the instructional league that I coach in. Uh they they catches the ball, dribbles down to the corner and is like Mer. And he was just and, supposed to be I an mean, add on to the package. Like he was just like we were really going for Gabe and then he was just be like, Oh, if you're, if you're gonna get me, you're gonna get my brother. And Okay, I'm down with it. You know what I mean? Like he is. In, he's out uh, two hours before the game shooting. Um, I think after he was the, out there after the he was out the there. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who somebody put uh, that a picture up of him out shooting free throws uh, after, after the, the game yeah. the other day. And so that makes me wonder. I think it was after the was it after the Memphis game maybe? Yes. Yeah. Which makes me wonder. Because he was over two from the line in that game. Because um, a lot of people were worried if Gabe was going to come back next year. 
now that he sees the success that his brother's having, does he come back next year? I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't know that I ever really thought that he was going to necessarily leave, and maybe he does. I mean, it. Well, if, if he, you listen, if, if you listen to the Bearcat Bounce podcast from last night, uh, he, there was a Gabe Madsen sighting at the arena last or was it last it was two nights ago that they played right sunday um yeah he was with his mom yeah he was there with the family um yeah i think the family was inviting the whole team over for thanksgiving dinner i think that's what they were doing yeah i I messed all that up that's fine yeah anyway uh but yeah he was there at the game so it was you know good to see him back um, you know, it, it sounds like they're still, as a family, very supportive of the program. And, it, I mean, I think Mason's really found a home. And he wants everybody to know he was 451. And he is out to show you he was better than 451 as far as recruiting goes. Well, then, uh, was it Justin tweeted about um, oh, the, he the, threw up that alley-oop the, the thr- and, and, and Tari was nowhere near it and coach was like, why would you do that? He goes, yeah, but it would have been sweet if it would have worked, huh, coach? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that wasn't the exact they, they quote, there, basically. They were out there having fun. They that's were. True. And that's, I think, the difference in that in well, that two-lane game is they were actually having fun. And that was the first game that we saw without the, you know, one of the leaders on this team, David DeJulius. It was also the first so, game that we had seen with fans back in the stands. There is that. So that brings us to Memphis. And the Memphis game on Sunday was it was a it was a weird game. Um I, I know we were all tweeting in our group tweet, the three of us, and with a minute left, I thought that we had thrown in the towel. <laughs> I even tweet, said yeah. Mama's in the game. Why is he in the game? We are giving up on this game. And then all of a sudden he scores five points in almost like Reggie Miller against the Knicks in the playoffs type way. We, with his, let me start with, from the beginning. I'm going to start. First, I'm going to say something about the end of the game, and then I'm going to back it up with something from the beginning of the game. Uh, the final score was 80-74. to 74. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the Bearcats lost. Correct. That's a difference of six points. Oh, no. Here we go. He spotted them. I get it. I understand it. I know. I I know why you do it. So I'm gonna run this. I'm gonna run this by you guys because I ran this by by Chad and Brent last night. But I am just. I feel like there were unwritten rules that Penny broke by running a full court press against walk-ons and doing nothing but shooting threes. Like that was all they did the whole time that these seniors were in. Yes. They only shot threes and they ran a full court press, and I'm I, I think it was kind of bullshit. I mean, was, you you've got your starters out there. You you know that that's what it's going to look like when when you run your you've got you your, don't have to run a your, full court press though, man. Uh, <laughs> no, he's right. You, you don't. don't like he he was being a, a real bitch about it. To be honest with you. Sorry. Well, because Look, he lost to Cincinnati four he, times. As here's a, the thing: is you are never, ever, ever going to get anything resembling respect from Penny Hardaway against, against UC. Not it's against not going to happen. No, 
he got dumpstered on four times by the Bearcats. Yes. And then what? He won one game his senior year, or something against them. I guess the next year they ended up winning one. They they took one from UC. It was something but like that. Yeah. He gets dumpstered on. He's not. He's not going to come out and be like, "All right, look, guys, like, you know, they're they got their walk-ons out there. We're not going to. We're not going to press them and and try and do anything." They were legitimately trying to run up the score to twenty to nothing before John Brand pulled out out the the walk-ons and the the seniors that don't normally play. Well, and we talked. We talked about it in our group text as well. Maybe he left them in. A little longer than he should have. Well, there, and, but here's the other thing. Dead ball. How, how does Mamadou Diara turn the ball over 755 times in a two-minute span? He And why on earth did he think it was okay for him to take the ball up the court? Oh, as soon as on I saw him doing one, that, I, he, I, yeah, yeah. He, he, like, look, like, it, it's cool when you were jacking up threes and hitting them back in the day. It is not. It, it is not all right for you to like. You've already turned it over twice, and then you start dribbling up the court. And he legitimately looked like one of the second graders in the instructional league, dribbling the ball all the way up here. But he's twelve foot tall, so the ball's all the way up. Here, and then and then he, he took, just like boots it out of bounds. Took a page out of Quadri Moore's book. Like, oh, quad oh. squad. Quad squad. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I mean that was. Obviously, obviously like there was a lot more game between losing by six and starting off like spotting them six points that happened in the middle. Um, but like, you know, you look back on it, it's kind of. I mean, if you want to do that, though, you look at all the free throws we missed. No, I, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. I also think there was a big difference in. And I think you mentioned it, Aaron. It was. They had like a 10 man squad and we had like seven. And. They also have some big guys in there who, are, by the way, complain a lot. But they got some big guys in there who, I mean, we're yeah. just manhandling. What's that guy? Who's that? CC? Is that his C. name? C. Sing Sing? CC? Yeah, that guy. Nine, standing 9-4 nine, with his reach. Yep. Which is ridiculous. And then every that time is... Tari Eason just checked in, uh, it was a foul. So he got five fouls right away, and it was ridiculous. I mean the fa- the foul thing is gonna have to be cleaned up. A lot of them are, you know, as, you want to call them ticky tack, call them ticky tack, but they're fouls. And although I am watching, gotta, you know, we gotta need to clean a lot of that up. I am uh, watching the Memphis South Florida game right now, and there's two minutes left in the first half, and it's thirty-one to sixteen. So Memphis. Yep. Yep. Well, and. Is Penny wearing his uh, chin diaper? Yes, he absolutely is. Which, by the way, can we wear him or don't wear him? I mean, it's ridiculous. There was well, one ref. You're was... talking about moving. You're talking about moving a tournament because of protocols. If you're not going to follow protocols at all, what the hell does that any of it matter? Well, that's a good point, actually. Never mind. I still think we should move True. the tournament game to Cincinnati, though. I don't. What I don't understand is why they're they're not wearing a mask like i feel like half the time when they are wearing masks they'll wear it until somebody's close and then take it down to talk to somebody close like that's the, that's the opposite of what you should be doing man like 
if you're yelling and they're all the way on the court, fine, I get it. But you don't pull it down when you're trying to talk to somebody up close. No, what? I was watching. What the are West, we doing here? I was watching the West Virginia versus Baylor game earlier, and one of the refs had a hole cut in his mask to put his whistle in. I'm like, that just defeats the whole point of it. So it is what it is. How much? How much spittle is pushed out of a whistle? Uh, they a they have those. There was, there was somebody that had like this like crazy looking like gigantic like weird whistle thing that looked like it like uh, bubble over the whistle. Yeah. Let's Google it. COVID safe whistle. <laughs> COVID safe whistle. But so, anyway, I was I was happy to see they never gave up, even in a game where it looked like Memphis, it felt like Memphis was in complete control the entire game, and then all of a sudden it came down to the wire in a game where it never felt like it should have ever come down to the wire. I mean, let's be honest. Is anybody really going to, like... Would anybody really talk about it necessarily if they if they gave up? I mean, they've got seven guys. Eight. Eight, eight guys. That, I mean, they're, they're running up and down the court. You know what I mean? It, yeah, they should be in... in in decent shape, whatever. But like, I mean, you're gonna get tired playing a game, a full game like that, when the other team can rotate guys in and out. You're Rolling. in a season. You're in a season that is likely not going anywhere, barring a miracle in the conference tournament. And you know, when you, you, run, you when you run as fast as Mikey Saunders, dude, that guy he's so fast. And, and when you run, like when you it, run that fast, though, I don't like, know how he had any gas left at the end of the game, and he still was going. Let me 19 see points, here. though. He had 19 points, 6 from 8 from the field, 2 of 4 from 3. He what, had... What? Turnovers. How many turnovers do you have? Um, Let's see. He had... 1. 1 turnover. That's what I'm talking about. 1 foul. He, the, the speed at which... So he, and he, he made he, free throws! Here's what's... Here's what's... What stands out to me with, with that is like... You see a guy that that plays like he does, like 100 miles an hour, like his hair is on fire, right? But I don't think I'm we gonna, saw that before the Tulane game, really. We didn't. No. And that's what I'm getting at is, so he, he's he got the ball. There were several times where he had the ball coming up, up the court, and there was the ever so slightest lane that opened up that he, he, he could get through. And instead of like thinking, let me try and get the ball. Let me try and pass the ball off over here. Let me let me slow this down. He was foot on the gas, straight to the rim, into the redwood forest. I mean, he zero care. It's not like he's like twelve foot tall, and he's. But the thing is, he was getting around everybody. He's not. He's not dribbling and going so fast that he's overrunning the ball or booting right. it out of bounds or turning it over. Right. He's like Memphis did. He, right. He's controlling the ball as, as he's dribbling. He's, I mean, I, I think he really could turn into something special there. And he was five of seven from the line. He got to the line often in that game. He was drawing fouls and, you know, it, we haven't seen a point guard like him. I asked, uh, I asked him last night, because I, I, had, I had talked to a, a friend of mine um, even prior to the, the podcast last night, but I, I wondered, you know, who does 
Mike Saunders remind you of? Um, my best friend and I, we, we couldn't figure out who in, in UC's history he resembled. Um, Chad says Devin Downey. Uh, when Devin Downey was here for the one year under uh, Adam Adam Kennedy. Andy. Andy Kennedy, sorry. But, yeah, it was uh, it was different. I mean, it's just it's just nice to see, and I, and I think it, it it went for a lot of those guys, the the younger guys, whenever they were on the on the floor, and I, I think it, I want to say it was Mike Saunders that they talked to after the game, who said like, oh, it wasn't lost on us who was on the court that we were all you know the freshmen and the sophomores, and like we were going out to to show what, what we're made of, and you know. It, they got it done. I mean, they just it. Like I said, it, it changed my outlook a little bit. Um, I realized it was against who it was against, but they kind of brought it again against a Memphis team who I thought could potentially blow us out the same way that Houston did. And they didn't at all. And they didn't. I mean, for all intents and purposes, I. I, I, I mean, UC should have won that game. Well, and. Honestly, Memphis should have wore them down. They run ten deep. Yeah, you're right. It, like UC should have been dragging on the court at the end, and they weren't. No. Whatever reserves they dug into, whatever yeah pride that they have in the the name across their chest, it, it, I mean, I'm I'm good with it. I'm here for it. Absolutely. I mean, that's the that's the. That's the kind of energy that I like to see, and you know, if they can roll it into a, a, I don't know much about Vanderbilt, so I don't know what what to really look for in that game. I'm glad that they they picked up another game on a day that they have available, and hopefully that way, a lot of those senior parents can get there for what was supposed to be senior night, um, so they can. Yeah, I think Keith Williams' family or whatever wasn't able to make it to the other game, which sure. obviously made flight. sense because. But what's that? Ed? I hope they didn't cancel their flight. Yeah, I mean, hopefully they can get here, um, and then. Well, I got a little whole, bit. Pulled, I got a little bit that? pulled up on Vanderbilt here. Um, they're seven and thirteen, so not a great year for them. They are playing in a in a little bit different conference than the uh, the American, though, uh, as they are SEC. Um, but Scottie Pippen Jr. is averaging twenty point five points. Um, that being. Scotty Pippen, the Scotty right. Pippen. So it's not just like a, a coincidence that that's Who his name here. Who played with Kenyon Martin Jr. Um, at Sierra Nevada High School? High school. Like the beer? Okay, so maybe yes. it's not called Sierra Nevada High School, but Sierra something in California. I mean, it may well be Sierra Nevada. I don't know. I'm just saying. Yeah, but now maybe it the beer's like a beer. I don't, maybe, the, maybe the beer's brewed out there. I don't know. Um, but yeah, seven thirteen, not a not a great year for them. Uh, Sierra and, Canyon, and uh, Jerry Stackhouse is their coach. Uh, so, you know they have that going for them. So they have a Fila sponsorship. I don't. I don't think anyone has a Fila sponsorship. That's sad. That's sad. Is it? <laughs> I like Puma. That has nothing to do with Fila. <laughs> What? They're, they're all old shoe brands from back in the day. I don't. Okay. Well, I tried. Um, score. 
I'm looking at Vanderbilt's playing right now. I don't know if you knew that or not. I did not know that. They are currently they're on the SEC network, so I don't know if you have that on your streaming TV. But uh, they're they're actually down twenty right now to LSU. Uh, the the Reds have uh, brought it back a little bit here. It's five to four in the bottom of the fifth. Thanks, I appreciate that. Yep. Um, but yeah, Vanderbilt's getting their asses handed to them. Um, I think I think it's seventy four fifty four. I believe I have it. Yeah, with five minutes left in the game, so it's uh it's not pretty. Huh? Well, I mean, it's another game. Question: What's with the super bright shoes this year? I don't know. I'm here for it though. I mean, I like them, but I just—I mean—they literally just showed a, a preview of the Vanderbilt game before I tried to pull it up on the TV, and uh, they were wearing bright shoes as well. Um, it doesn't look like Scottie Pippen Jr. is playing tonight. That's I am not good. seeing him in any of the uh, the stats here. So perhaps that could be why they're down 20, as they're missing a 20-point per night. Oh, are we going to play that game with them now? I'm just saying. I mean, they, they are missing their guy. I can only imagine how much. I mean, we don't have anybody averaging 20. Not right now. Um, what, what are you referencing? I don't know. It's not not right now. I mean, we could in the future. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> we could, right? I mean, okay. I love you. Ed. Yes, yes, we could. We could next year. And then there was the the. I know that we're still on UC basketball, probably for another couple of minutes here. But you know, there also was the uh, fact that they just clinched a uh, first round bye in the AAC tournament. Oh, did somebody? Is that some you done done? Um. Well, from what uh, from what Chad tweeted out, uh, that doesn't have any, won't have any bearing on, on what UC's uh buy would be. How the hell did we get a first round buy? Great question. I don't know. I don't we're know in, all the I don't know all in, the maths. We're in fifth place. Yeah, I don't know all the maths. I don't. I don't know how that works. I believe my son up. He knows math. I'm trying to look it He's up six. right now on the AAC's website. He's six. Um, Seven. Unless Houston, op unless Houston opted out. Well, let's see here. SMU. He, Chad, Chad tweeted and said UCF beats Tulsa seventy-three to sixty-nine, and Cincinnati has clinched a bye in the AAC tournament. And then he said, as it currently stands, UC is set to be the five seed and will face number four SMU. We shall see if SMU can get on the court as their past eight games have been canceled due to COVID. Their last game was on February the 8th. So I don't know if maybe that does change things now. I, I don't know. What seed are we? Is it we four were? seed? We were five. But I'm good. I mean, if we got to play SMU, like we would be the five seed. Yeah, five seed is a first round bye. Oh, oh really? Five, five seed does get a first round bye? Yeah. The 9, 8, 10, 7, 11, and 6 seed uh, have to play in the first round. Oh, it's because Tulsa lost, not SMU. I was looking, wondering how yeah, SMU. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Tulsa, SMU, I mean, who knows? They might not play again. They, they, they might not be. Yeah, they may be done done. And 
it's also a good point. Maybe Houston opts out of the tournament. I mean, I don't know why they would. Are we, are we why, about to make the NCAA tournament by COVID? No. I mean, who knows, right? Texas? I don't know. Well, I mean, somebody brought up this like weird, like, I mean, I don't think we would be a filler team, but I mean, they're, if enough teams opted out of the NCAA tournament, I guess they're some crazy chance they would be like, hey. Yeah, Melvin tweeted wanna, that earlier. Like, what, you, you know, with. Uh, you want to be the. You want to be the 65th team in the tournament? Like, I'd be curious if we even made the NIT, to be completely honest. There's not going to be an NIT this year, is there? <clears throat> I don't think there's. A, I don't think any I of the other were, tournaments. I thought they were running a smaller NIT. Uh, we could look that up. I could be wrong. Um, in any case, the future's looking bright for these young Bearcats, and we're starting to see the team gel in ways that none of us really expected it to, to do the rest of the season. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, to Jeff's point on his very long soapbox he had earlier, um, you know, there is a light at the end of the tunnel right now of this season. The NIT is hosting 16 teams in Dallas-Fort Worth, so we could yeah, just man. we could just stay in Dallas and go to the NIT. More, more Texas. <laughs> more more Texas. Texas. Can't wait. Christ. It's wide open, just like Florida. Really? Oh, I guess it was supposed to be at Madison Square Garden, but... Well, Texas has everything open. Now it's in Texas. So... Okay. Moving sports here... I know we had our round table last week with Clay. We have a couple games under our belt now for spring training. Tonight's not the first game, yeah? No, tonight's second. the second. Second game. So did you guys get to catch any of the game or stats or anything? I didn't see a whole lot out of the out of the, the first spring training game. I, it wasn't, I it wasn't televised. Was, I listened a little on the radio. Yeah, same here. Um uh. 13 to 5 wasn't pretty. I mean, we saw the final score 13 5 um, against Oakland. It. Yes. Oh, I didn't see it that uh, bad. I thought it was like 5 to 6 or 5 to 6, six to 1 or something. I don't. Were they playing dual squads? Split split squad. Oh, they could have been. They, That's a good point. They may have been. Um, but yeah, it was, it was not pretty. Although uh, Clay's boy Heineman hit a home run. Yeah, so they they must have been playing uh, split squad. No, 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 no. They played they played Sunday against the Indians, five to one loss, and then they played yesterday, thirteen to five, against the A's. Then tonight they're playing against the Angels. It's five to four, going into the sixth, and then tomorrow uh, they'll likely face Trevor Bauer on the mound. From the Dodgers. I would assume that they will run him out uh, to start the game. Did you see what his agent tweeted? It's nice to be on a team that produces runs. Did she really tweet that? Yeah. yeah. Come a lot on. of people, a lot of people was... took offense to that, but I went back and retweeted the video that I recorded off of his podcast or his uh his vlog where you know the minute when he knew he wasn't going to be a red was when joey Votto yeah. held up at third when they didn't send him when he's screaming send him i know man come on ray chalupa ray <laughs> <God>. <laughs> um 
it was actually he needed this kind of run support after what happened last time he was on the mound. That's exactly yep. Oh, that's sad. That's petty though, man. But I'm here for it. It's true. I don't it's know. True. I I don't like. I don't like that baseball has no salary cap and you can run the Angels and the Dodgers all the way through the roof with these insane salary cap numbers. Somehow the Padres have entered that game with two guys making over $300 million. I don't even know how that's possible in San Diego. What are we doing here? I don't know. I don't and know. It, it doesn't look like there's anything that's going to fix that anytime soon. No, so. no, because... Because they don't here's the thing. I mean, like even whenever they anything in baseball. No, I mean it's not. I mean they just uh, we got seven inning double headers. I do like those. I love. Yeah, those. we. I mean, we all like those, and we all like the DH, but can't have all good things. Here's something we didn't talk about last week. Uh, can we get some more afternoon games since we're all working from home? I really enjoy. Uh, we're not all working from home. Thanks, Ed. Yeah, not all of us. Okay, since I'm working from home, can we get some more afternoon games? Because I really enjoyed pulling those up on the uh, on the Google Hub and listening to those while I'm working or like taking my I lunch do like, late. And I I will say I do like like the six o'clock starts or the six whatever starts. The early I hope they run. I hope they run a hundred percent night games. Although I will not like those when I am back to work because then I gotta leave work early to get to a game. I hope they run a hundred percent night games. Just because, okay, that's nice of you. And and I hope they tell you that you're not allowed to buy a ticket to any of the games that aren't at night. That's because I don't have the vaccine. Mm. I, did, I, I told Michelle the other day, um, getting on Facebook and seeing all my friends getting the vaccine is kind of like back when all my friends got the iWireless phone. And we're all texting each other and downloading cool ringtones and playing Snake. And I was still sitting here waiting for my check from Low Bills to be cashed on Thursday so I could go buy mine. Just feel left out. Well, there wasn't social media, so how did you know who had them and who didn't? I mean, you go to school the next day, it's like, oh, yeah, I talked to Tony last night. I texted him. And I'm like, oh, shit. I wish I could text. Okay. All right. Oh, I think Ed froze. We lost him. I'm still oh, here. Yep, there he is. Oh, you, you you froze. You froze after you texted Tony last night. Oh. <laughs> it's like you go to school the next day, and it's like, hey, I already knew that. I texted Tony last night, and I'm like, well, I wish I could text. <laughs> but that's that's all well and good. But let's let me uh, talk about Hunter Green from tonight. Um, dun, 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 dun. One, I was. I, I said this, and then I ran it by Clay uh, in our other little group that we talked. Uh, Hunter Green looks like he's uh, bulked up quite a bit. Um, so hopefully that, you know, maybe that'll keep him a little more healthy, throwing 103 miles an hour. Um, that's, pretty, that's pretty fast. Yeah. Decent. Uh, you're talking you're talking a, a starting pitcher that's throwing, you know, Araldus Chapman-level fastballs. Um because yeah. he's playing with somebody else's rotator cuff. <laughs> this is true. Uh, <laughs> so, but uh, I was impressed with what I saw. I mean, he he was throwing the ball hard. 
when you look at it when you look at it for what it for what it is he hasn't been on a mound in like three years and he went out there gave up a bomb whatever but he looked he looked healthy um ed really liked that one he's still going yeah all i have in my he's, head is when they tr when they when they uh trotted out the people or the guy who gave carson palmer his kneecap um, oh. <laughs> they oh him out to the field, and they're like thanks for uh like it's like all of cincinnati had to thank the guy for donating his kneecap to carson palmer so we could still play football like it was it was ridiculous look at my head i'm sorry but i i mean obviously i don't know that i don't know there was anybody that thought that like hunter green was gonna like crack the rotation um yeah not this I think, year i think last week when we were on on the little round table i think Clay said he's he's probably more of a a September call up kind of guy yeah. this year, um, and that's okay. That's he said good. Lodolo was closer. Yeah, well, Lodolo came out there. He's a tree as well. He's like twelve foot tall. Um, he looked all right. Um, so I mean, hopefully he's he's on on the road to where he needs to go, and and we keep him healthy, and we don't Homer Bailey him and call him up, you know. And, bring him up early and then send him back down and bring him up and then did you, you know. did you even know before yesterday Brandon Finnegan's still a part of this team? I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I do like his last name though, so. so do you think he's trying to pitch his way in? Like he <laughs> I mean, had he a good said, outing. He said, well, he, here's the thing is he he said that he like I mean he basically retooled the way he approached pitching. So and if, if you're going to do that, the Reds organization is the place to be. Far as I'm concerned, I mean they've got they got they are literally you know the Cincinnati Reds drive line. Cincinnati, <laughs> Cincinnati. Um, you know if if they can figure out whatever it is that Trevor Bauer is doing to spin the ball that much faster without any uh, outside stuff, um, you know, I think we'll have a, a good stable of pitchers. I just if don't. If only Rachel Luba had represented any hitters that she could have brought to Cincinnati last year along with Trevor Bauer. Oh, you mean like a Yasiel Puig? I heard he could hit the ball. I mean, he's still not signed anywhere. No. How is he not and, signed anywhere? I they uh, I, baseball I, ran him out. They hate him. It's so it's so weird like is So like if you ta if you talk to like if you if you see like people, you know, there, there are Dodgers fans who are like, oh, he, he's a horrible person to put on your team. Like, but then, then there's others that, that don't think that. Whatever. I mean, when, when he came, when we brought him here from from L.A., there were there was a lot of people that were saying that he will. I don't like to use the 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 c word to describe somebody on a team. That I mean, that's silly to me. But Cocky. somebody, uh, no, the uh, see cancer. you next Tuesday. Yeah, oh. I, I don't like oh. to call. I mean, it's silliness. Um, but somebody that is just a, a negative impact on the clubhouse and the team in general. And when he when he was here in Cincinnati, he played hard. I mean, think think back to uh, was it the Brewers game where he scored from? Hi Clay. When he scored he from, just uh, signed on here to put the wave emoji and signed off. <laughs> He's gone. But, but I, I I thought 
Yasiel was was a great fit here. I mean, he was clearly a fan favorite. I know that, like, yeah, he did because he tried to fight the entire Pirates team. Yo, when he did that, he was already gone. If you recall, he, he had tried to already, fight all. He had already been traded. <laughs> Clay says he's still here. Oh, so, but like, I I really don't know why. Oh, I is. mean. I don't know what Cal, the, Cal Ripken's carcass played until he was like 48. Like I don't know why why you run a Yasiel Puig out of baseball. Like why don't you? You know, I mean, he's got to be worth something to somebody somewhere. Because he dyes his hair and he flips his bat and, and wears, he licks his bat and he does all kinds of crazy stuff. But the, he, I mean, he can play baseball. That's all that matters. And who and cares? He's got, he throw a bat. He's got a missile launcher for an arm. Yes. I don't and, understand and how he doesn't have a job. I've, I've also never seen anybody out there swing. Until he was 42. I've also literally never seen anybody swing with such an, like, a, a shortened, abrupt swing and hit the ball as hard and far as he does. Chicks dig the long ball. It's true. But I would like to see Yasiel latch on somewhere. I, w I wouldn't mind it being here. We do have an outfield shortage. A smart guy last week told me that. What did you think about seeing uh, Iglesias playing tonight? Everything's going to be fine, guys. Everything's going to be fine. Ed just wants to use the soundboard. Um, well, that was Puig. That was Puig. You remember last year when he showed up and was signing all his papers and he's walking around a frigid... Uh, freezing cold Cincinnati. Well, I guess it was two years ago. Yeah, in the middle of the winter. Yeah. And he was putting all those Snapchats out there. Yep. I don't follow a lot of people on Snapchat. Clay but says yes, that Pete uh, signed with Atlanta last year, got COVID, never actually signed, and then just disappeared. Yeah. So, I don't know. Hopefully he, like, lashes on somewhere. I don't know. Um, but... Back back to Aaron's question about uh, Jose Iglesias. Um, I heard he plays shortstop. Yep. And and he hit he hit a, a pretty long ball. Dinger. I don't know. Although you know what, Kyle Farmer is so far acquitting himself pretty well at the plate. Um, maybe he did change enough up, and he can play. He he can play shortstop. He's actually looking like he can play the part. I mean, he can play shortstop defensively, and so Why far, did... so far at the plate this year, he's. I mean, you're looking at three spring training games, so. I know he's taking well, it pretty personal. Yeah, I mean, he said he was on he was on on Twitter. All off season, you know, waiting to see if you know the Reds were going to go get somebody else because obviously he you know. He sees himself as something more than than uh, a utility guy, which, I mean, if you if you think about it, a utility guy is pretty important. I mean, I'm not not dogging on that at all, but you're going to be a, a starting position player. Shortstop's not a bad spot to be. All right, so want to talk a little bit about the Bengals before we head into our final segments here. Um. They are entering NFL free agency. 
Uh, we, we just saw J.J. Watt sign with uh, the Arizona Cardinals. Which, which by the way, was awesome. Did you see his the tweet he put out that was like, well, because he, 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 he was he was mad about the car- Peloton thing, right? He, well, he was wearing the he was wearing the Cardinal shirt and he was lifting, and it said "Source Me." Yep, for saying he signed there because like he was it. mad about everybody was saying that he was on Peloton following people from a different organization or something. So, I don't know. Man, Clay is just going in on Ed. <laughs> 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 I was on Twitter all offseason seeing if PTP would replace his head, yet here we are. <laughs> Our budget's not that big, Clay. They are mortal enemies. It's they are arch enemies. I can't wait to see the battle royale between the two of them. So, it's said that the uh, the Bengals brought in Ricardo Allen this week already, uh, who is a what appears to be a, a backup safety or Does he a, play offensive line or a nickel cornerback. There's no Joe Thune signing yet. Does he play offensive line? I don't want to hear about it unless he plays offensive line and he's going to protect our Lord and savior, Joe Burrow. As I said, there is no <laughs> Ju- Joe Tooney signing yet. So. Our Lord and savior, Joe Burrow. <laughs> You've Sorry. got enough invested in the kid. You got to protect the kid. I get it. Sorry. So, I don't know if they're gonna bring back Carl Lawson. Rumor is that they did they did they actually put him on a franchise tag? Not yet. I don't know when the deadline is to franchise tag people. I don't I don't know anything about that situation. Didn't we talk about that a long time ago and he was still just like in the wind? March ninth. Uh, well, March ninth? March ninth. Okay, so we got a week. So we should know something by next podcast if we're franchise tagging him. Um, same thing with William Jackson the third. Nobody knows what's going on with him yet. The Bengals have been. What was that? Nothing, the Bengals have been. Uh, I mean, it's been kind of, kind of. It's just Clay being Clay. Yeah. It's fine. Ooh. And then, uh, you know, everybody obviously wants to see the uh, the Thuny signing or Thuny yeah. or how, however you say I his think name. It's, I think it's Thuny. I don't know. Uh, yeah, you know, he is from what right up in Dayton. So it's, I think uh, Lance McAllister tweeted out the uh, the distance between you know his hometown and Cincinnati, and like a forty minute drive or something. So yeah, maybe he wants, maybe he, maybe he wants to come. Come play for, you know, the hometown team. I'm here for huh? it. I mean, we got to protect the guy. Whatever it yeah, takes. No, I mean, you absolutely have to. And then you got, you know, uh, you got your your first pick in the draft um, that everybody seems to agree and disagree on on all levels. Uh, you got, you know, some people that are saying, like, if you don't take an offensive lineman there, you're dooming the franchise but then you got you know some some pretty uh some pretty uh game-changing wide receivers potentially there as well um need one because apparently more gonna sign i mean it you know who knows if aj's coming back maybe maybe not if he comes back you only only way he should be back in bengal's uniform is if he's taking a hefty discount i was gonna say i mean do you i mean he's 
I started calling him Aging Green last year, and it's just, I mean, that's fair. He, I think he could still have a, a spot on the team, but uh, I mean, do they have a number one receiver right now, like a true number one receiver? That's the biggest question. Uh, you know, I don't know if Tyler Boyd is it. I don't know if uh, if uh, the kid they drafted last year. I don't know why his name eighty five. Higgins, T. Higgins. Yeah, T. Higgins. Thank you, T. Higgins. Um, I don't know if either of them are, are true number ones. Um, I think Tyler Boyd seems to be most comfortable in the slot, and T. Higgins is a fantastic complimentary receiver. But I don't know if you have anybody right now who can really spread the field the way that John Ross was supposed to do. The way that well, that was a that was a busted pick from the start, and I said it then, and I'm saying it now, and everybody obviously I don't, don't know draft. Don't draft a 5'10 receiver in the first round. Well, here's the thing. is like, don't look at a guy that, that runs like, you know, a million miles an hour that couldn't catch a ball when he was in college either. So, like. Andy had an injury history. None of these he, things are new. And, and then he was, you know, whatever. He just wasn't, he, he wasn't a good fit. And that's where I'll stick with that. Not, not but, sure he's going to be a good fit with anybody, however. Um, yeah, and then you got. You got what Jamar Chase? That—that's who I would go with if I was picking a receiver there. If he's available, I mean, I mean, who knows? You could you could have Chase there. You could have um, Brandon Waddle there. You could also have Devonte Smith there. Yeah, I'm, I'm just not. But I don't know that I would take a a receiver there. To be completely honest with you, if we haven't met. Like if we haven't shored up tackle at that well, point. Well, I mean, the other thing you got to look at there is like you know Chase opted out last year, so he hasn't he hasn't played football in in over a year. Uh, Sewell also opted out last year, looking at linemen. So uh, he also hasn't played in a year. Uh, who there, there's another lineman that that Kyle keeps, Pitts that keeps coming. Was that the, the tight, tight end, end out from of Florida? Florida. Well, I, I think if you're going to get a tight end, uh, the Minnesota Vikings just released uh, Kyle Rudolph. Get out of here. Don't want him. We could. <laughs> Three years too late. Slater is the other uh, lineman tackle yeah. that, that keeps coming up. Slater. You really don't, don't like the Kyle Rudolph pick? Or no, the, not at all. Uh, go, go pick him up. You don't no. like that? There's some. Be- I think there's better free agent tight ends if that's the route you're going for tight end. Really? Yeah. Okay. When he's in, when he, uh, what are you gonna do? Go back and pick up Tyler Eifert? Actually, no, yes. Uh, people no, are talking uh, about it. I don't want that either. Um, oh, I don't either. He has a glass. He has a glass jaw, or no, not jaw. He has a glass shoulder. Janu Smith out of Tennessee. He's a free agent tight end. Um, had him for fantasy. He was fantastic. I I, I did see that. Um, Who's it? Uh, Zach Hunter Henry. Ertz. Zach Ertz was being talked about being traded out of uh, uh, Philadelphia. Hunter Henry's available. Uh, Gronk is is technically still available, even though everybody knows he's going back to Tampa. Gronk ain't uh, leaving his boy. Jared Cook is who also available. Is, who else is going to be around to carry Tom out of uh, parties and stuff? Jared Cook is also available. Tyler Croft is also available. Who won that Vanderbilt game? Kyle. 
Rudolph. Get out of here, man. There's like 15 guys better than him. Gerald Everett out of L.A. is available. I still haven't heard you say Kyle Rudolph. Because I won't say Kyle Rudolph. You're welcome. You just did. I hate you. I <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Got him roasted. But no, I mean, obviously there's going to be some more things that are going to pick up around the Bengals as the draft gets closer and happens and other moving parts start. Uh, people get signed and whatnot and released. And, and as free agency progresses, we will continue to throw out those updates. Yeah, that's um, a good transition. One last mm-hmm. thing I wanted to ask about before we move on to rounding third. <laughs> you guys check out the uh, the clips from the stadium this week. Are you talking no. about uh, from F- FC FCC? Stadium? Yeah, from the from the West End the West End Stadium. Which yeah, I, is I'm that the name of it? Is it really the name of it? I don't know the answer to that question. I mean, I uh, that's that's their Twitter handle. I think West, is End, West stadium. End Stadium. Yeah. It's okay until somebody comes but, uh, in and gives a huge sponsorship. Yeah. Correct. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's literally being built uh, directly behind my work. So it's uh, beautiful. It, it's a it's a nice, a nice stadium. stadium. I mean, it's it looks nice. Good. It's gonna, you know, and, and and to their credit, you know, I am not a soccer aficionado. I am not. I've been to one FC game ever. Uh, it was fun, um, but they they are they are. Uh, I guess I follow some folks on Twitter that are much, much more in the know uh, than I am. But I guess they're throwing some serious change around. And, um, you know, I don't I don't get the whole I mean, they, they said, I guess this guy that this Brenner guy that they got, they, they said that his team sold him to FC. Like, I don't I don't, I don't understand anything. There's loans and this I don't is, understand anything. Like, I know that's like, why I don't understand why we're talking about this. Our first round pick doesn't want to be there. Well, I don't know. I, I, I think I think he's good with coming back now. I, will like say, I, will I thought they the said name. he. I thought they said he was like. Uh, Frankie Amaya isn't that his name? Yeah. Yeah. I think they said he wanted to. to they had a talk well, with him. I think. But I just know that they, they have more money the, to do. Then I just saw that they they bought the rights to talk. To a player from Europe, from DC, Jeff. Jeff we've already, I, I don't we've get already it. tried. We've already tried to talk too much about this. We don't know what we're talking about. I know. It's, I'm just confused. And I want to put it out there that if there's somebody that understands it to the point they can explain it to me, like I'm a second grader, please tweet at me and send me some DMs. All right, we'll Ed, figure this thing out. Let's round third. That is intense music. Just to ask each other some questions. I like it, though. So, when do you guys want to lead I'll off? I'll go first. I'll go I'm first. Still writing, uh, I'm still writing my three. Well, I, I'm just doing these off the top of my head because I've had a, a an awfully busy Well, I'll do mine first here. Then, because mine is actually no. a pretty good transition from soccer. Okay. 
are you guys on side Zlatan or side LeBron? Zlatan. LeBron's been dead to me since he left Miami. Fair. So apparently, because Jeff looks like he's confused, apparently <laughs> Zlatan basically told LeBron James to shut up and stay out of politics. And LeBron James took offense to that. So Zlatan came out again and said, politics divide the world. Sports unite it. Football unites athletes everywhere. We do what we do to unite. This was my message. Athletes should be athletes. Politicians should do politics. He tweeted... Yeah. Whose side are you on? Zlatan. Then maybe you should stop tweeting politics. Fair. <laughs> um, but then, four hours ago, Isaiah Thomas retweeted that quote and said, Shut your ass up. So I think there's a big feud between soccer Look, and basketball. He, I mean, as far as that goes, like, if somebody tweets or says something that I don't agree with or I don't like, I just move just along, just move scroll. on. You just scroll. Yeah, I, and, and and that goes That's both I ways. I mean, if if you if you say something, you know, if that's can, what he believes, like you can also that, hide. You can also hide words like like follow that path of what you believe and, and do it and yeah. whenever you know, i see a tweet from clay snowden i just keep scrolling screw it that's that's bad there's a lot of good content in those tweets he's one of the best all right maybe next time i'll check it out <laughs> unhide clay i know he's i know he's brutal <laughs> i know he's I know he's brutal to you sometimes, I read, but you cannot hide him. All right, my, mine is a pretty basic one here, uh, but since baseball is is uh, kicking off, uh, when you're at the park, you've got one item you're allowed to eat at the park. Are you going to go with a hot dog with all the fixings, or are you going to go with a big giant bag of peanuts? Hot dog with all the fixings. All right, so there's, I, I I enjoy a dog with all the fixings. I really do, but there's nine innings in a game, and I need to prolong that, right? Like I'm not just gonna eat a hot dog, buy a hot dog in the second I mean, inning, you, and then like you can eat a, you, out of it you, you can inning. you can eat a hot dog every inning if if that's what you need, Ed. Okay, hot dog. <laughs> do they still have the dollar dogs? The smaller ones, yes, yes. But but here, here's the thing: is we all know that. <laughs> Ed's not going to make it nine innings eating a dog hey. every inning. That's why I but, drink. But, but I'm going I'm going with peanuts because I like peanuts. Even though a, hot dog, a good hot dog with all the fixings is good, I, I would eat peanuts. Because then okay. there's always the irritating fan that's like two rows in front of you, and you can throw peanuts, peanut shells, into the I back just, of their shirt. Well, and this is, of course, pre-COVID, but I would just find somebody else's bag that they hadn't finished all the peanuts. Hey, you got to do what you got to do sometimes. You got to scrounge. I sat next to a guy and once who pulled out a thing. And after, and after paying $75 for two beers, you probably got to do that. Exactly. Exactly. Also, you can bring in peanuts from the outside because you can bring in any food from the outside. You can buy it from that guy outside for $2 or you can buy him inside for 4 He always tells you. That's what's going to happen. He tells you. He's like a Notre Dame or something. 
All right, so are you guys going to get COVID shots? Already did. Yeah, probably. Both of them. Did you get the, uh, well, with the Johnson Johnson, you don't, you only have to get one, yeah? Uh, yeah, and I think it just got cleared, uh, by, for, for emergency use, but I, I had the, uh, I had the Moderna and, um, the first round of it, the set, the day after I was just kind of tired and, uh, the second one was probably one of the worst days of my entire life. That's how miserable I was. Ooh. 18 hours after I had the shot, I was done for. I was, and I, the other thing, the, the, the worst part about it was I was watching like my, I was, uh, I was off work. So my, my two oldest were at school and my youngest was home with me. And at one point, like literally I just was out, had like no ability to stay awake, fell asleep for probably about 45 minutes and woke up to her sitting in the kitchen floor with a gallon of ice cream, eating it with her hands. I mean, yeah, I mean, she's a wild child anyway, but yeah. I love that you're raising a, uh, what, what's that? The, the Groots? Is that that? Where they're all cave people, the crudes. The crudes. So you're raising a crude. I haven't seen. I mean, she is. She's a cave person, 100. percent I mean, you got, <laughs> she she's been on the show a couple times, not by choice, but because she's <laughs> wild. So, um, oh, man, but yeah, the, I did get the shot. I I would recommend that folks that can do um, it. It might suck. It might not. I ha I mean, I had I know several other people that got it that didn't end up with the same kind of reaction to it that I did. Um, but if it means that it helps out across the board and it keeps me also from ending up feeling like that for a prolonged period of time, I'm good with it. If it means I can get $5 bleacher seats again, everyone get the shot. I know. I, we need to get to a game with Clay so that I can see Clay v. Ed Who? in person. Fight. Clay knows I used right. to box, right? As soon as I, I see Clay, Clay, as soon as I see Clay, it's be like this. I don't. I don't think you're allowed to touch him because COVID. Yeah, you won't be able to touch. That's. I don't think Clay would want you to touch him anyway. So. I lost the. I lost the which slider that was. Sorry. Okay, Ed. I think you're up for uh, your. Oh, my your next, next question. Will NCAA football actually happen? Yes. Too much the money not to happen. The video game. You mean the video game? The video yeah. game. Too much too much money for it not to happen. Notre Dame yeah. has said they will not participate in the game. Yeah, they said that if they don't get it resolved with the players getting compensated. Do you think the players are actually going to get compensated? Yes. Okay. I mean, it's already starting to happen. Literally, yeah, that's literally a thing. You're like two weeks late on that story. All right, sorry. I mean, they, they haven't finalized anything yet, but the pieces are in place to get the ball rolling on I wish all Clay would have tweeted that, so I knew it. You wouldn't have seen it because you would have scrolled. <laughs> Next question. So, <laughs> you got one, Jeff? Uh, I'm still thinking of another one. All right, I'll go in the meantime. So, I listened to Dan Levitard, as you well know, and he's not with ESPN anymore and just kind of doing his own thing now. So one of the things they were talking about is they realize as they're getting older, 
is robots are taking over everything. We knew that. And they don't they don't like that robots are taking over everything and they go to these self-checkout lines and the bags and the machines are yelling at you to put everything in the bag and then all of a sudden like you're trying to figure out how to make this ball of cotton that you put in the bag or a loofah actually weigh something and they're trying to figure out like what I'm supposed to do here now that now the screen's yelling at me if I'm at Home Depot it's yelling at me to put something in the bag it's a two by four how do I put it in the bag you are you guys having any issues with the self-checkout and, and the, the robots taking over? No, robots are taking over. Um, the first podcast that Joe Rogan did with Elon Musk convinced me of that. He also convinced me that we are cyborgs. We don't need to get into that because I will talk about that for about 45 minutes. Um, but robots are taking over. I have a robot that vacuums my floor upstairs, um, then reports back to me. Um Robots, I mean, I mean, we build robots for web. It, robots are taking over. Jeff? I'm all for it. My house is full of technology. <laughs> I've got like three Google Home Hubs. I've got. Oh, all no. Co- I don't want anything to do with any of those. Why? I, I feel like. I, let, me, let me tell you this. I feel like Iron Man when I walk into my house because I can. I, I, all I have to do is, is tell it to turn on the lights. The lights turn on. You know, I can ask it what my schedule is coming up. Hey, me, it's like having a personal assistant right there. Turn on the TV lights. Yeah. It didn't work so good, did it, Ed? But, yeah, like, I mean, my, my kids have an Alexa in their room that they use to turn on and off, like, their, their nighttime light. You know, if they get up in the middle of the night and they got to go to the bathroom they just tell alexa to turn their light on it turns it on i mean everything and ed's struggling mightily up there with his so no, it worked just fine i just had to I unlock know. my phone I, I i'm all for it i mean i've got like my my front door lock is also like a yeah i'm gonna get one of those i can i can lock and unlock it with my phone i can do all you kinds can set of up one of those stuff, if so. this then that things I, Look, I, I'm I'm all about it. Let's do it. Let's make everything that way. I'm gonna Let's make our one. cars drive that way. Like, you know, oh, look at that. The Reds just tied it up. We're getting a new front door this year, and I'm going to get one of those automated locks, and I'm going to set up an if this and that. So when my phone hits a GPS or the of where my house is, it'll unlock my like door a, for me. It's like a geofence? Yeah. So now anyone listening knows that they need to just steal your phone to get into your house. Yeah, I mean, that doors or steal my truck. There's a garage door open right there. Yeah. <laughs> just hit the button. Yeah. What do you need a door for? Just. I mean, look, there's, right. you can already like you can give Amazon your garage code. Or if you get one of those Amazon, or there's one of those uh, Q things, I forget what they're called, who makes them. But if you get one of those, Amazon can open up your garage door for you, put your package in your garage, and, and walk out. I feel like the brand Q is uh, it's not a good brand to be associated with right now. Oh, okay. Hmm. All right, here's my question. Point. Would, would you rather fight Amir Garrett nope. or John Rocker? John Rocker. Yeah, John Rocker's old as shit right now. No, let's uh, come up. on. You know what I mean. I didn't. 
Prime. You have to be, have to be Prime. more. Okay, sorry that I have to spell it out for you because I don't want to ask you if you want to fight a guy that's in the prime of his life or a guy that's like eighty-five years old. It's not that's that a old. silly question. It was. It was. It wasn't that long ago that he was making racist comments on subways. And Look, I'm not talking about that. I want to know. Do you want to fight time him? Right there. Fight that, him right there? See, that that got me amped up. That's big time. I don't know what that was. That was Amir Garrett talking about how he's all amped up. Hmm. Huh. So who do you want to fight? I'll, I'll fight John, John Rocker. John Rocker, because yeah. Amir, Amir Garrett's that man. He's that dude. Yep. He's like that. The Reds are up 7-5. to five. He's like that. Hey, he he plays uh on uh, Twitch a lot. He Baseball. plays what? Warzone? Or he did. MLB yeah, the show. He had a Twitch. He had a MLB the show on Twitch for a while. He was in the tournament and everything. Mm-hmm. He was last year. All right, Ed. My turn. No. Yep. Mine. Right. Oh. Yeah, yours. Who cares? Speaking Go. Speaking of Twitch. Go. Speaking of Twitch, um, are you guys checking out the fan-controlled football league? No. No. Okay. It's not bad. <laughs> I'm a part owner of the um, the Beast with uh, Marshawn Lynch. And you, mean, you mean the team that Marshawn Lynch walked in, put on the uniform, said it was ugly, and then left? Sure. <laughs> uh, but apparently, um, who's the old... Uh, uh, Josh Gordon is going to the fan-controlled football league, and he is going to be playing with... Um, Johnny Manziel? Johnny yep. Manziel, who apparently did not play this week because he had oral surgery. AKA he's a bitch. Yeah. Uh, did you see the other thing that Johnny Manziel said he's trying to do? No. He wants to become a professional golfer. Get out of here. I, apparently, apparently, uh, he plays to a scratch handicap. Um, he was, I guess, pretty good growing up. Um, and he's he's actually given himself like a legitimate timeline uh, to make to legitimately get into a tour event of twelve years. Um, Can't beat Peyton Manning. So he said he's going to give it a give it a run of uh, twelve years. I mean, you got to think that you need to put in probably anywhere from like you know you have to put in like ten thousand hours. I mean, you got to put in a lot of time. Ten thousand hours you, makes you an expert. In everything. The, the, here's a I mean the difference between a guy that plays scratch golf which for those of you that don't know is like you basically shoots par every time kind of the guy uh to like a professional golfer i mean they're like a as far as handicaps go they're most professional golfers that probably fall in the range of like being a plus four to a plus six kind of guy so you know shoot under par on like a regular course kind of thing from that has been golf talk with jeff <laughs> so how soon Get do you think off my lawn <laughs> how soon do you think you'll be attending a sporting event hopefully opening day all right bold statement i've been tweeting john cunningham to give me tickets to thursday's game for my birthday but You're, he, oh my god what why do we associate what happened I'm trying to tweet at John Cunningham. Just give me tickets. It's my birthday. It's my birthday. That doesn't ma pay forty dollars. They're hurting for money. 
I don't have forty dollars. <laughs> Sorry. You should. You just hear me. You work from home. Front door. You work from home. You work from home. I'm getting You're not spending money. Door. Yes. Gas is two seventy-five a gallon right now. Has nothing to do with anything. Uh, it's gone up eighty cents since November. Has nothing to do with anything. Next question. Are you okay with PEDs in sports? Like if they just said, do it. Are the Reds going to win a World Series? That's going to happen anyway, Ed. Are you okay with PEDs in sports? I will say... If it was an open buffet for like everybody, like go ahead. Oh, I'm putting I'm putting conditions on it. You need to be coming back from injury. Like you're okay, so you're okay with using PEDs to, to rehab do, to, to rehab, but yes. then once you've rehabbed, then if you then if you pop the test, then yeah, you you're, you're done. So so you you're saying that I mean what what's the time frame after your you rehabs like, like, you know what I mean? Like, are you gonna say well, like? So, so what? Whatever the time frame is from, like, PDs should be out of your system from X date to X date. The like before you play in like a an actual game, like maybe if you're rehabbing in like, in like the minor leagues, like so that's say be, baseball. That should like be part of. Well, I mean, I think generally speaking, before somebody is like as they're rehabbing, what have you, they don't go back to the field immediately. And expect to be at 100 percent, right? Right. So you're still like, I think you can time the taking of the PEDs to where you're not testing positive, to where your your goal date is. Okay. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how long PEDs stay in your system either. So I don't know if it's like weed where it's in your system for 21 days, or what the case may be. So I don't I don't know enough there to try and time it correctly. But I would think that if even if you're given like a week. Or so grace afterwards it's not going to do enough to skew your numbers um but i also don't know how long peds last in your system after they're not testing positive but i think that you should be able to use them to rehab from injury yes okay ed yeah i if the reds are going to win a world series or the Bengals are going to win a, a super bowl or the red or the bearcats are going to win a national championship no, everybody I'm, I'm, else is going to be better than us because they're already better than us. Because they're taking the PEDs. better PEDs. I'm, hmm? I'm just tired of I losing. Mean, and let's be honest, that home run run with Sammy Sosa and, and Mark McGuire was a really entertaining year. So, fact. I mean, uh, I agree. To be honest, I I think that they, you know. You, if you want to, uh, I guess, are they only playing seven innings in these spring training games? Oh, I'm good with, I'm good with PDs. Let it happen. If that's what you want to do, do it. I just want to see, you know, 800 foot home runs and, <laughs> and, and pitchers, pitchers throwing 110 miles an hour. All right. Do you have a, a, a new segment for us this week, Jeff? Are you still fleshing that one out? No, I mean, we can talk about it because I know what I'm going to start with. Get off my lawn. It's called Get Off My Lawn. 
because apparently uh, I'm an old curmudgeon. <laughs> I was talking, talking to both, both Ed and Aaron the other day, and it was really getting on my nerves how often people were like starting to blame the refs and like th those kinds of things. And then the the biggest th people saying that the rim is too hard or the rim is extra bouncy and that's why shots aren't going in and yes that was also when i was still extremely upset uh with it i didn't realize ed made my head very big and that scared me so that's also <laughs> ed stop doing that um this is all your segment but, i just wanted to spotlight you right I, it i appreciate that but as an old person i don't i don't want to be spotlighted i just want to say here's the deal don't don't commit silly fouls don't leave the game in the hands of the ref and don't start saying things like the the rim is hard and it's not letting shots fall because the other team wasn't having issues with it you know let's not do these things let's just play the game and let it have i mean it's like when in, in in baseball when they're like talking about unwritten rules and all these things like it just irritates me like stop complaining about silly stuff and just play the game don't don't come at me with your rim is too hard that was the biggest one that set me off because then aaron's like everybody in the in the cincinnati media they is were. talking about how loud the rim is okay so the rim is loud when the rim is tight bass shots don't go in oh my god here we Ed go knows. he played basketball i played basketball <sighs> remember if i if it wasn't for lebron james i'd be in the league right now you know, maybe maybe if we have uh you know a basketball guy on here and he can you know convince me that it's a thing, I I just don't. Everybody's playing on the same rims. What am I? Again, if we have a real basketball guy on here, <laughs> I'm the I will, basketball guy. I will, I will I will take it up with them. But everybody's playing on the same rims. Like it's not like. When you get the ball, they run up there and swap out the rim. Don't complain about it. Don't do it. I'm going to do a little bit of research on that for you. All right. Ed. And if an official is calling silly fouls and they're, I mean, it's like when, a, when an umpire is calling a tight strike zone or a, an extremely loose strike zone that everybody's playing with under the same rules and in the same situation. Just play the game. Get off my lawn. What are you drinking over there, Aaron? Are we doing nothing bridge? yet? Yeah. It is now time for everyone's favorite segment. What is in Ed's fridge? I forgot that uh, we do have that other segment. The bum of the week, but um, I have a... Uh, it's not an Ed's fridge. But that's because we're social distancing. But I have a... Uh, a black and blue sour ale from High Green Brewing Company here in Mason, Ohio. No, not. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I said. It's from High Green? Yeah. Yes. I read it right off the can. High Green Brewing Company. I guess I haven't had that one yet then. We know Ed's been drinking all that bourbon, though. What's that one in Silverton? Couldn't tell you. Yeah. Um, it is an American Sour, 
Um, over 300 pounds of blueberries and a splash of blackberry provide sweetness to gently balance this tart American sour. Um, in a six-pack, even though it's only sold in a four-pack for $12, which is crazy, um, I'll give it a, a, a good four out of six. That's, that's my review. It's nice. Review. I've been drinking a lot of... Uh... Uh, the Braxton Brewing Garage beer. I knew so. you were wrong. High Grain is not in Mason. High Grain is in uh, is on Plainfield Road. What you're thinking of is um, a different. I don't get out. Thanks for cutting off my beer review, Ed. I'm sorry, but I had to. I had to. I had to show I was right. I don't get out much. But the the Braxton Brewing Garage beer is very good. You get a uh, you can get a six pack. They're all like sixteen ounces. It's like we're, a it's like a high quality Bud Light. You know why it's we called Garage it. Beer? We reviewed it a long time ago. Did you? Garage Beer so good. You know why it's I called think Garage I bring Beer? It up. What'd you say? You know why it's called Garage Beer? Why? Because they wanted to make it a simple beer, and a beer that could be at a uh, smaller cost point so it was a beer that you could drink in your garage like a Bud Light um, something like that but That's also why I, I like think it. they also brewed it I'm for the first a, time in their garage I'm not a I'm not a beer snob so that's why I like it I only know go ahead Ed what are you drinking over there Braxton was at our office uh, I have just finished off and it has taken me a whole basketball season but I have just finished off I guess I started drinking it in football season too but I have just finished off a bottle of Bearcat Bourbon that's a bourbon infused with notes of orange peel and spice. It's 80 proof. You can't buy it here in Ohio. You have to go over to Party Source to purchase this. Um, this is a good bourbon, guys. It's Bearcat Bourbon. Bearcat Bourbon. And you can't get it. And so you, you can only get, get in Kentucky. So it has nothing to do with the actual Bearcats. Um, then it should, they shouldn't be able to use the name. Well, okay, but. Here it is. Uh, Bearcat is a 1920s slang term for a fiery spirited woman. Are you a fiery spirited woman? Ed? No, but <laughs> it has the name of my favorite basketball team. But hey, this is a good one. I can't see it right now. I, I have an ice ball that I put in for my bourbons and my whiskeys. Um, it's now kind of a marble. You see that? But it's usually nice. as big as this cup. But Tee it up, bum of the week. Let's get us out of here. Dude, that was Way too okay. A damn bum, you know that? Bum. A bum. You are a bum. You're a bum. And that's all you'll ever be. A bum. Well, that hurts, man. We're going on two hours, which is why I thought we would try and wrap this up. Yes, like sir. I doubt we're at hour 38. <clears throat> going on two hours. All right. So, bum of the week, who you got? My bum of the week is Gen Z. Generation Z, those people, are trying to cancel Eminem. You can't cancel Eminem. A whole society tried to cancel Eminem back in the 90s, and it didn't happen. So your little TikTok videos and tweets and you know your little eh, 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 TikTok dances and crap is not going to cancel Eminem. They and tried to the shut way, him down on 
They tried to shut him down on MTV, but it felt so empty without him. That's right. That's exactly correct. And if you if you try to cancel him down, you and that loud ass loud ass loud ass motherfucking dog better watch out. You, that's not even the right lyrics. I know. I totally screwed up the. Too much Bearcat bourbon. All right, go ahead, Aaron. <laughs> my, my bum of the week is JJ Watt for leaving the Texans to go to the Cardinals and not improving. Uh, who knows? Solid. I'm going to fall on the grenade myself here for being overly critical of uh, one John Brandon and saying that there was no light at the end of the tunnel. Um, what there is, uh, right, I believe I so this. now. I so I this. will jump on the grenade myself and call myself the bum of the week because I was I, I, I was I was pretty uh, hard charging against against John Brandon and ready to say hire Nick Van Exel. A close second for me was uh, was Russell Wilson for apparently trying to get out of Seattle. Yeah, he tried to do when that. all they've done is one year Super Bowl and you know got you to another Super Bowl. Age a lot of money. A lot of, a money. Lot of money. Like you're doing, you're doing pretty good in Seattle. Better than thirty years of Bengals. Get out of here, Russell Wilson. Go play baseball if you're so unhappy. Money's guaranteed. What about? How do you feel about Cleveland, Aaron? Which team? Which team? Just the whole Cleveland city. In general. Yeah. <laughs> Cleveland. How do you fans. feel about? How do you? Yeah, Cleveland fans that say that they have it worse off than we do. If you want to see what I think about Cleveland, look up Joachim Noah just raining shit upon Cleveland. As that video has become circulatory as Joachim Noah is retiring and he just... What? Nobody goes to Cleveland to vacation? What's good about Cleveland? Yeah. Go go look at that video. That's how I feel about Cleveland. Take that, right. sir, yacht. All right. I think that about off. does it. <laughs> it's gone completely off the rails. It has. All right. Us- what? I was going to say send us out. All right. Yeah, so for Ed, Ed for Jeff, I'm Aaron. This has been another episode of Part of the Punctuation. Don't forget, you can follow us at PTP Podcast Cincy on Twitter. That's where we're mostly active. Apparently, we have an Instagram, too. Ed controls all of it. I don't know. Um, also on YouTube, you can watch the entire video going to be about the same as what you're listening to just with a visual effect we appreciate you we're out yep